And thank you, Lily. Hey, welcome, Grace Point. Anyone else out there listening? Uh, we're going through a series right now on the baptism of power or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And just why, FYI, you know, you, you know um, Luke says that they will be endued with power. Okay, whenever you see power, that is always in association with the Holy Spirit. So being baptized in power is being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Or being baptized in the Holy Spirit is being baptized in power. So you know that they're synonymous. The power of God, okay, it, 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 the Holy Spirit is the power of God. He brings the power and the ability to witness the, the gospel. Okay, so we finished up last week. We had just read through the part where Jesus said you'll be baptized with power. Let me read that again in Luke 24. I'm going to start with verse 48. And you are witnesses of these things, uh, the, the things that Jesus did and said, okay, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They are witnesses of the resurrection. They're witnesses of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. That's the promise of the Spirit. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Now I want you to see something here. Before I go over to the book of Acts and we talk about actually see this baptism, I want you to see something very interesting. Were these guys already believers in Jesus? Yeah, they already, they already believed that Jesus rose from the dead, although it says some doubted. Isn't that amazing? Even after seeing Jesus, it says some doubted. They were already believers, okay? And uh, Jesus blessed them, and they went into the temple... And they were continually praising and blessing God. So listen, the temple was the place of meeting, much like a church building. Now we know the people in the church are the actual temple and the actual church. But they went to a physical location that was the temple. We have a physical location. It's normally a church building. It could be a home. Wherever we gather together, right? They went to the temple and what were they doing? They were worshiping and praising God. They were blessing God, okay? They were already believers. They had already seen Jesus raised from the dead. But look, even though they were praising and worshiping God, even though they were already saved, Jesus had already breathed on them. I believe we can read that in the Gospel of John, how he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, okay? They had not yet been baptized in power or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Lily, they were going to church. How do you know that? They went to the temple. What were they doing? They were worshiping and praising, blessing God. So they were gathering together as an ecclesia, as a church located at the temple, and just like church people every day do, they worship and praise God because they love God, but many in the church are not baptized with power. Did you know that? They're saved. They're Christians. They're born again. 
I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in them. I believe the Holy Spirit does dwell in a person that's saved. I really do, okay? He's the one that helps them bear fruit. But the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit through the Spirit of Christ, okay, is not the baptism of power, and it becomes obvious when you read the book of Acts that that's true. I'll say this, and I don't want to go too far down this road because I'm going to go there later in another teaching, but I do not believe that one baptism of power is going to get you started and be complete, that, like, that you don't need another baptism in power. And I'm going to show you that. We need to be being filled, and I'll teach on that later. But you could be in the church worshiping, praising God, loving God, but you could be powerless or you're not baptized in power. And there are a lot of Christians, really, that don't walk in the Spirit or they don't walk in the power of the Spirit. They don't have the gifts of the Spirit operating in their lives. They don't have the ability to witness. Because what did he say? You are witnesses of these things, and you'll be endued with power. So God will give you power to be a witness. So you could be going to church, worshiping God, reading your Bible, what we would call a good Christian, and still be powerless because you've never had an experience with the Holy Spirit. You could be a Christian that was once baptized in power, once baptized in the Spirit, and you still go to church, you still worship God, but you have not had a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit. You have not had an impartation. You have not had a refilling. You're not be being filled, and you lack power, haven't led a soul to Christ in years, right? You love God, you go to the temple, you may even tithe and worship, but Monday through Saturday, you're powerless. I'm not saying that to condemn you. You're my brother and sister in the Lord, and I love you. I'm not saying that. It's no different than me or anybody. I have to be receiving a fresh anointing. I can be in the church praising and worshiping God, okay, and not being in contact with that God not uh, meeting with him and receiving from him and being endued fresh with power. Let me say this. Um, uh, Charles Finney said, and it's the same thing Kenneth Hagin said, Charles Finney said whenever he felt the power of God to win souls or to fix saving impression on others wane from his life, that he would fast and he would go pray and seek God until that power came back on him. He was a great evangelist, and the power of God uh, was in his life. And he said he would sense that anointing and that power wane in his life, and he would go back and separate himself, sometimes with fasting, maybe three days, and then the power would come back on him. He said, that was the custom of my life. Kenneth Hagin, I read in the book, he said the same thing. Whenever he felt the anointing lifting off of his life, he would seek God. They, they both said three days. Isn't that unusual? He said that he would fast for three days. He would pray to God and uh, seek God until he sensed or knew that the power of God was back in his life. So I don't think there's a one-time forever experience of being baptized in power, but you have to have an experience of that power which we'll get into. You can be a great church person without power. Now, I'm going to stop right there, okay, and we'll pick up right there next week. I'm not going to go too fast. I want to preach about 10 minutes each time, 
And I'll stop right there and we'll pick up there next time. All right, we'll pick up. Thank you.